We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its not to travel abroad. It struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Joe Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you an now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. They were peaceful, they were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists, they were sightseers. With regard to the uh, presentation on Fox News last night, I want to associate myself entirely with the opinion of the chief of the Capitol Police. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol, thanks. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, James Masson, and this is Inside Four Walls. A little bit of housekeeping to start off with. So, it's been, shush, about two weeks since I've got a consistent upload schedule maintained. Uh, we had a big ice storm come through the area I'm at, and it took out all the power. It took them... Um, about a week to restore the power after that storm and right after they finished and just restored power and also cell towers went down my area too so i had like no service no signal until i got to ohio it was like a three-day gap between me recording that video walking down a street where there's like no street lights no nothing just pitch black and when i actually went up because i just had no signal whatsoever but 
right after they got done getting everything all put up and the phone lines and everything were restored, a snowstorm came through and took everything back out, including the internet. Uh, however, the electricity only was out for about an hour. Came right back on. However, electricity or however, uh, an internet and all that that shit went down again too. So it was another f- three or four, five ish days. Was it six days? Between five and between four and six days, uh, where I just had no way to upload anything again. So. I'm back. I got a lot to upload, so you're going to have a little bit of a weird, irregular upload schedule, which will make more sense when everything's consolidated into one episode. I apologize. I I know all 245 of you, which, mind you, I am insanely grateful for, and that's the BitChute audience. Uh, Rumble, it's like 149, and various, between a few dozen to a few hundred, across various podcast platforms but uh if you have notifications for this turned on today or tomorrow or anytime i have a chance to upload over the next like four or five days you may want to consider putting that on to like either custom settings or just turning it off for me at least till like next tuesday just because i'm going to be trying to catch up on as much as i can so you're gonna have a bunch of like weird little mini episodes that are like between like eight maybe 15 minutes long, just because I'm trying to get as much caught up on as possible. So, yeah, that's the housekeeping for today. Oh, side, last thing. So, all my fish died when the power went out. Uh, and, I mean, it went out everywhere. There was, like, nowhere I could have taken them or anything I could have done. However, my snails, uh, of my snails, one of them survived. So I have one of my original snails, cleaned the tank, everything got deep cleaned, uh, took care of the water, it's all taken care of now. Everything's all back to normal, but I have, I have one big-ass snail that was all by, him, by his lonesome and I felt real bad. So I officially got a new fish. It's a albino pleco, named him Yen. I, uh, you know, I had the other fish for well, combination... One of them I had for a year ago and had for going on three and a half. So, ooh. But, oh well. Upwards and onward. Uh, the other ones were like feeder fish I got in my hands on. You know, that just, you know, they weren't really. But, uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's actually get into the real, real episode for today. I might cut this whole intro nonsense off because this episode's going to be a little bit longer than I wanted it to be anyway already. So, Let's start here. This is the most recent of the news I'm behind on, so we'll start here. And with being behind on news, I can bring you more recent updated news before more mainstream outlets or people like uh, Pick Your Poison, Sam Cedar, Jimmy Dore, Tim Pool, any number of these guys. Gotta talk about it so I can bring up some information before they get to it. I mean, I was on the Ohio Train Derailment situation before they were, so, you know, it's not a dick measure contest or anything, but, you know. Just getting back into the swing of things. Sorry, I'm a little, like, out of practice. Normally, I'm just, bah, but... <sighs> January 6th footage shows Capitol Cops escorting QAnon Shaman to Senate floor. And I'm going to skip this video because we're actually going to watch a different one here in a minute. From March 6th, 2023. Can you believe we're already into the uh, third month of the year? God damn. I was like, it's March, right? Yeah, shit. Just didn't feel real looking at that. Anyway, by Miranda Devine. 
newly released surveillance footage from January 6, 2021 shows two cop, uh, two Capitol police officers escorting Jacob Chansley, the beyond, uh, behorned, sorry. Let me zoom out on this actually so I can read a little bit more efficiently. Cool. <clears throat> the behorned so-called QAnon shaman. And mind you, that stuff's come from uh, the media. As far as I know, I, I don't know anything about a social media post. I, I didn't look deeply into this guy. I knew he was a veteran. That was of it, though. Recently found out that he was Air Force. I thought he was military of some kind. But all right. Uh, anyway, so-called QAnon shaman, who has come to symbolize the riot through the halls of the Capitol and to the very door of the U.S. Senate. The footage aired on Tucker Carlson Fox uh, on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show Monday night. Uh, <clears throat> the footage aired. I'm really see. I'm getting back into the swing of things. The footage aired on Tucker's on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show Monday night shows. Oh God, that was a clusterfuck of sentences. There should be some more commas or something somewhere. The structure of that sentence was off. I get it. You should have put the name of the, sh the show at least in, like, quotes. Anyway. Whew. Monday night shows the officer closely following Chansley as he wanders the curried, uh... Yeah? The corridors of the Capitol bare-chested and wearing face paint and a luxuriant fur hat. With Viking horns. Oops, my bad. Yeah, they've been calling it the Viking hat, or the, the Chewbacca hat. They gave him the Chewbacca defense. Quote, the, uh, virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape, says Carlson, who was granted exclusive access by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to 40,000 hours of surveillance footage from that day inside and around the Capitol. Which has never been seen before by the public. Quote, the tapes show the Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. And this isn't anything new. There was already a couple people who, like one or two people who already used the argument that, hey, I was escorted. Here's the selfie to prove it. And, you know, judges looked at the picture, saw the selfie, and was like, oh, well, you know, I'll be damned. There's other people who were on live stream, and they got out because, like, yeah, there was two. Because there was a person with a live streamer uh, who, uh, who filmed the fucking cops, let him in, and being like, oh, you know, I don't support you. Be I don't, I don't, you know, I support your right to protest if I don't agree with you. And they let him in. Also, you know, I don't say this very often, but base capital police, though not really because this whole thing was a fed direction, in my opinion. But let's move on. See, my original assumption was this guy was a fed, uh, because there was this guy, and then there was uh, in like the footage has been out. There was like doing like a what was it, a fucking Jack Skellington hat or whatever the fuck. Something like that. Jack Skellington hoodie or some shit. Whatever. Some Hot Topic. Spencer's bullshit. And he was walking around in there. So I was like, these guys gotta be fed, right? Because usually you go to one of these events and the people were the most outlandish looking. It's like, oh, come on, man. At one point, the officers are seen uh, are seen walking Chansley past several other police officers milling around the outside of the Senate chamber who barely give him a second look. Then... They escort him to various entrances. Pardon me, hold on. Ah, sorry. 
They escort him to various entrances of the chamber that appear to be locked. Eventually, they help him open a door, and he enters the chamber. Chansley, a 33-year-old Navy veteran from Arizona, has been jailed for almost four years for obstructing an official proceeding. In a jailhouse uh, interview played by Carlson, he says, quote, The one very serious regret I have is believing that when we were waved in by police officers that it was acceptable, which I tell you, uh, kind of was. Because if the cop let you in, it means they gave you permission. And that is an official, you know, at bare minimum, you can't blame the people who looked to the authority in the room. The authority room said, yeah, come on in. It's not really on them. That's more of a failure of the police. That's what you got to be looking into. And I'm not the first person to say that. But furthermore, again, I've said this for years. I'm not not saying anything fucking new here. This isn't necessarily a new topic. Maybe I, uh, you know what, maybe I will do that actually uh, I, I found a website that will let me uh, do all my January 6th shit yeah I can type in like whatever I want and pull up the episode from the past whatever like this one October 5th 2021 as well as debunking January 6th narrative blah blah blah, 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 blah. so this is you know going on a tear would be just repeating old ground on my opinion on this topic which uh, is also good for me saying if uh, you can go check it out let me get back to where I was. But, uh... In a jailhouse interview played, the only serious regret I have is believing that when we were waved in by police officers that it was acceptable. Yeah, well, see, one of my big thoughts on this is, you know, something that was reported very early on with this situation is one side of the building was a peaceful whatever. Like, cops were walking people in through the, these red velvet ropes or whatever the fuck. And on the other side, you had this, like, violent fucking riot going on where people showed up early and started hitting the windows and whatever the fuck. And that's the footage we got even, like, last year. Some of the footage that got leaked out showed people in black blocks smashing up windows, like, preemptively. About five-ish minutes, and people were at the Capitol, and then we found out people were at the Capitol before Trump was even done speaking or said anything about making your way to the Capitol and your voice would be heard. So there was something really fucking going on with that. I think a lot of herd mentality, which happens in any group, especially... So a lot of Republicans at this point in time weren't necessarily publicly supporting the uh, Stop the Steal stuff. So when you get a group of people who are willing to publicly support it, you're going to likely have a lot more of herd think in that kind of situation. And that seems to be what happened. A lot of people just followed and, like, lemmings off a cliff pushed by Disney. That's the, that's the joke there, right? There was a greater force at play manipulating everything, ultimately. Just like the lemmings being forced into her to follow each other and then jump off a cliff. You're like, wow, lemmings just run and jump off a cliff like that. That's stunning. I didn't know they were so stupid. But then you find out Disney made them do that because they chased them off the cliff and shit. And you're like, oh, so there was a greater exterior force at play that none of us were suspecting that forced them to do this. Got it. So it's not actually in their nature. It's outside forces playing upon their nature. Got it. I don't know if any of that made any fucking sense. Again, I'm getting back into the swing of things. So I feel like trying to learn how to ride a bicycle almost again. It's been two weeks. I feel like I haven't done this in a decade. I'm like, oh, God. <clears throat> but you have, like, the one side that was all riots and fighting and so on and so forth. That was, like, kicking the doors in and shit, right? You have that. And you have the other side that's, like, people opening the cops, walking people in, taking selfies, so on and so forth. It was almost like 
And by the way, you'll notice it wasn't, it was literally on two complete opposite ends of the building. That building is so long. You wouldn't see, if there's a peaceful whatever going on, and you're in like a crowd that's violent, even if it's like a normal day, you're not really going to be able to see somebody down there. Maybe I just have poor eyesight. But I'm just thinking like, how the fuck would you even see down there? And it makes you think, don't you think maybe they're trying to create two separate diverging narratives for whatever reason? Perhaps early on the plan was give Fox News their narrative and give CNN and MSNBC their narrative. Or MSNBC and CNN or whoever the fuck could be like, look at these violent insurrectionists trying to take over and destroy our democracy. And then the right, I assume to be Tucker Carlson was the prediction I had back then, would be like, look at this footage of a peaceful protest and demonstration happening. While on the other side, it was a riot. Now, why is this happening? And I was like, yeah, it's because they want to hand you two diverging narratives, and lo and behold, it seems to be what kind of happened, more or less, not necessarily. And now you're seeing the other side of the footage get more attention. Sort of. Sort of. There seems to be a big smear piece on this, but I think the reason why you have, like, the two completely opposite ends of the Capitol with two completely opposite events going on is because they wanted to gift wrap narratives to dueling outlets with dueling narratives. Once I could run their thing, it would further divide the country, drive an echo chamber, you know, you know, push people into the echo chambers even further. And if the, you know, official narrative is one thing, we've seen sites like YouTube, Facebook, and other larger tech institutes, especially in the wake of what we learned about Elon Musk taking over Twitter, will ban you and take you down for not supporting an approved narrative. If you offer a challenge to group think, you are the other. You are bad. So... Just kind of, uh, it, and you know, when you're like, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 it, it would, if the right starts saying this largely anti cathedral message of, you know, the cops were in on it, then all of a sudden you're going against what the cathedral's narrative is and you're going to get terminated. That's what my original assumption was. It would be used as a big way to divide and rip people apart and then further censor people out. So you just keep culling the herd of what the acceptable online right is, and you drive them into sites like Rumble and BitChute. Hey, look where you're likely listening to me. Um, unless you're on Spotify or um, CastBox, or the fuck that one is. Or uh, Apple Podcasts, so it seems to be another one. But you're not listening to me on YouTube. Hell, I got two strikes on YouTube already. And they gave me a strike for a video that went up like a month and a half ago. Maybe a little bit longer ago, actually. So it's like, mm, you're in here, you are, right? And that's kind of what I was looking at it back then. That hasn't, a whole lot hasn't changed, but largely the greater essence of my conspiracy theory over the overall conspiracy theory that is January 6th didn't really play out as uh, dramatically as I predicted, but some, you know, I got some elements of it correct. But my question is, right, like, look, they're just standing around, and why are police walking in this photo right here? You got police walking in front of him, and this cop's way the fuck back here. No one's making any moves to stop him. What's what the fuck is this pod thing? That's it. that's all this like metal detector. So wait, like look right here. They just they just let him walk right past a metal detector. Like it's just kind of you know. A little, uh, little, little, little skits and doodles here. In a statement, the Capitol Police suggests that one of the officers with uh, Chansley was trying to, quote, de-escalate the situation because he was outnumbered, which, you know, I, I will say that's not the most unreasonable suggestion there, but it's just, again, if that's the case, why are they just chilling? 
Why are they walking with people? Why are they posing for selfies? If you're trying to de-escalate, you think people are really a threat. Yeah, we, we've seen what cops do when they think they're they're in a threat. They they just pop off, start shooting. Hell, don't take it from me, you know. Have you seen any of these police audit YouTube channels? They harass everybody. The system just kind of hates people. So, yeah, I don't know. They, they they seem a little too cooperative to, to feel like they, they, they were trying to de-escalate anything. But, who knows? That's the thing. I have a lot of strong opinions on this, but I can't outright just be like, but it's all bullshit, because I don't ultimately know. We're finding out more and more by the day what both sides were saying is wrong. And, you know, of course, one side's far more wrong than the other one, but the other side is, you know, not exactly 100% on the money either. And this is a developing story, and we're starting to see a lot of people on the like inside the right throw hissy fits and start melting down. I mean, you watched the beginning of the video. Actually, we're going to read this one article, then we're going to cut to the Tucker clip. End it. And then I'll record another episode. And I'll keep it under a half hour. Got it. Sorry. Playing in my head. But that does not explain why Chansley who was unarmed, was able to walk past seven more officers without being apprehended. Eh, exactly, another great point. Quote, Not one of them even tried to slow him down, says Carlson. He, quote, Understood that the Capitol Police were his allies. If he were to act uh, in the act of committing such a grave crime, why didn't the officers stand, standing right next to him place him under arrest? Hmm. And yet, in the January, uh, and yet the narrative formed that day by Democrats and much of the media, Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in an outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow America's democracy, says Carlson. McCarthy, a Republican from California, has been criticized for releasing the footage to Carlson, who plans to air five, uh, air five stories based on the footage over two nights that he says, quote, demolishes the Democratic narrative of January 6th, as well as Chansey's story. Carlson will air the footage that he says debunks the claims that the Capitol Police officer Brian Sicknick was murdered by the rioters. I mean, that was debunked fucking years ago. I've definitely done way more episodes than this about these topics, but I think I have to learn how to use the... Uh, the um word searches here but oh well oh well um i'll leave a link to this this is more of like an in general update i did with all the different articles and updates about it but let's get back to this article shall we oh yeah i was trying to figure out where the other i did an episode specifically like shit i think it was early 2022 middle 2022 i did a episode all about how a second autopsy confirmed that Signic died of a completely separate conjunctive heart failure issue. Other accusations against Republicans that were promoted by the heavily partisan January 6th committee are shown in a strikingly different light by footage to be aired by Carlson. Uh, yeah, people like Liz Cheney completely got bounced out of office. Strictly different light by the footage aired by Carlson, including viral video of Senator Josh Howley, Republican from Montana, running away from rioters on the day, uh, on the day that appears to have been uh, taken out of context. 
I mean, even if it's not out of context, I don't care what political party you are. I don't think anyone can really blame you that if you're, you know, a politician and you turn down a hallway and there's a horde of people, you know, screaming and yelling and you weren't expecting them to be there. Or hell, there was tear gas and shit used on the crowd. If you smelled that and you went to go investigate, you'd probably bounce out of that bitch too if you weren't carrying. I'm just saying, not that protesters or any of these people should have been shot. I'm just saying I understand the thought process to flee. These politicians are under government protection almost all the time. The cathedral protects their own. So having people up in their own place completely unannounced to them is a little bit of a jarring situation for these assholes. So they, you know, took off. I'm not going to place on the most unreasonable expectation for someone in the position of Josh Howley. He's pampered. He's in the cathedral. Claims that Rep. Brian... Loudermilk, that's a fucking name, a Republican from Georgia, guided insurrectionists around the Capitol to help them disrupt Senate proceedings. Contrast with footage of him showing constituents around the next door, Rayburn building the previous evening. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. It was, uh... Go ahead and fact check me on this one. From what I've, under... from what I've heard uh, and what I've listened to, he's... <laughs> Pardon me. He was giving a tour to people from his state who were there who weren't even at the rally the next day. Like, these people had nothing to do with Trump, necessarily. These were, like, special guests he had. But I'll have to look into that. Again, I'm doing different episodes on this topic. This is just going to be one part of a larger upload later. Quote, in fact, it uh, demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democrat Party and its allies in the media stopped you from seeing it. Quote, by controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington. I also call it the cathedral. Democrat lawmakers such as Rep. Jamie Raskins of Maryland have warned that Carlson poses a serious security risk and will begin into the deep state coming after him. Or the elected state? or uh, 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 I forget what John McAfee called the version, but oh well. And have accused the Fox News host of being a, quote, pro-Putin, pro-Orban, pro-autocrat propagandist. Because if you're if if you're not with us, you're a Ruski. Again, this is why I don't buy any of this Russia Ukraine bullshit. It's like you've always been trying to fearmonger about Russia, no matter who and no matter what. It's always pro Kremlin if you don't like it. It doesn't matter what party it is, they all do that. Quote there are thousands of hours of footage that are out there already, Raskin told MSNBC. Quote But But the reason all of it wasn't released is precisely because it lays out floor design. It lays out evacuation route. It lays out the vice where the vice president went and lays out. I'm I'm not going retarded. I'm just reading this stupid shit. You you do realize you can access these blueprints publicly, right? This is retarded. Like first off, let's just. Go right here for the first level of throwing that retardation out the fucking window. 
all the floor plans and everything are fucking public. And even if they weren't public, let's just use what's available on the fucking website. Look, right here, Architect of the Capital. This is a .gov. You can go into aoc.gov slash explore hyphen capital. You'll go right there. Scroll down here. It lays out the it lays out what the levels are, what's on every floor. You click it. It'll take you to detailed descriptions and where you can find and locate different fucking parts of the building. Oh, you know, like you know, it's right here. What's this? Uh, occupied by committee rooms and the spaces allocated to various congressional officers. These areas are accessible to the visitors. On this level, include the Hall of Columns, Roundy, Old Supreme Court Chamber, so on and so forth. The second floor uh, holds the Chamber of the House of Representatives in the South Wing, Senate in the North Wing, as well as offices of the Congressional Leadership. The floor also contains major public areas, meaning you can go in this area. That's another thing about this whole situation. You have to keep in mind, the Capitol Building is a public building. It was actually weird that it was closed right now you're usually allowed in there even when big proceedings are going on i say that as somebody with you know you go in my rumble i've been in there when sh when like you know legislation's being voted on and shit just send them a little camera a little gopro a little press pass hanging from my little fucking vest just fucking thumb up my ass my own goddamn business it's accessible to the building people would walk in just to get to the fucking vending machines I, uh, you know, this is just goofy. Oh, and as for the fucking floor plans and shit, my goddamn guy, look at this, pictures. Oh, look, a walkthrough. Oh, no, we can't have the the fucking uh, uh, video out because it, it lays out floor plans. Well, you better tell it to the government who... Oh, no, what's this? Oh, goddamn, looks like they're walking through the Capitol building or something. What? A straight walk through, and they have these for every part of the Capitol building. Oh, 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 a walk through? No, the floor plan. That's wild, bro. I bet if I click through here, I won't find a door that says exit or emergency exit or something, right? Like this is just goofy. It's such a goofy, retarded fucking claim. Oh, what's that? That little red glowing thing up there in the corner? Could that be an exit sign? I see a couple pixelated fucking exit signs. Oh no, buddy! It would it would it would lay out the floor plan. The only people who would do this are pro 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 Putin. Who would want the Capitol building layout to be out there where people can see emergency exits and stuff? Well, jeez, man. It's a shock to me. I guess the American government itself is a Russian asset and pro-Putin. That's a goddamn newsflash to me, considering we're arming the Ukrainians at such a rate we're running out of spare ammunition. Hmm. Wild. Wild. Oh, and as I said before, you can just look up the fucking blueprints for the goddamn building. Oh. 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 Oh no! Senator, we need to act quick! Google is a pro Russian ally! Oh my god! Do you still. Oh no! Are these like detailed layouts of like where different people are located and a detailed map of everything? 
Jeez, what's this published by? Architecture of the org. Oh my god, we're right back to this fucking website. The government and Google work together to be pro-Kremlin. You fucking retards. Are you shitting me, you, you fucking glue-huffing twats? Pro-Russian because he dares to show a video, an unaired footage, that would detail the layout of the Capitol building, including showing exits. You fucking dipshit. But the reason it wasn't released is precisely because it lays out the floor design. It lays out evacuation routes. Yeah, that's public fucking information, you twat. God damn. How about you do something that we all know you want to do? Take the chair part off of your desk chair, remove your pants, if you're so inclined, sweetheart, and just pop a squat on that and fucking spin to your ruling office is over, you daft monk. You're probably a fucking nunce to boot. That's just uh, an assumption on my part. Because, you know, we're going to say boldish, outlandish things. Like, if you want to put the details of the Capitol building out there, you're pro-Russian. If you are against people seeing the footage from January 6th, you're pro, uh, you're pro-groomer. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you are for everything Michael Jackson was accused of but never actually proven of. You support that. If you don't want this footage out there. Hey, we're just throwing wild-ass accusations out there with broad-sweeping strokes. I want in on the fun. If you uh, watch CNN, you are a child molester. What? I'm just saying, we're throwing fucking accusations out the uh, out fucking window. If you uh, go to Disneyland you have in your 30s or in your late 20s and you have no kids, you probably shouldn't be allowed around kids. Just gonna throw accusations out there. I actually stand by that one. I know people who are like Disney adults in my life, and they will not be allowed around my kids, even if I'm around. They are just not, no. There is something inherently weird and creepy about going to Disneyland past the age of like okay, eighteen, maybe you know what? I'll say twenty one's the cutoff because there's a lot of bars in Disneyland that there there are that there are bars in both Disneyland and Disney World. So if you're twenty one, I guess there's something special for you. If you went as like a kid, you want the adult experience, sure. But if you're in your thirties, you have no kids, and you go like all the time and shit. Me and Ron DeSantis probably don't trust you. That's all I'm going to say, and you can draw what conclusions from that 1 plus 1 equals 2 math problem. I mean, sorry, 2 plus 2, plus two is 5, and I'm a bigot. Um, uh, the floor plan, uh, it lays out... Uh, it lays out where the vice president went. It lays out where the senior members of Congress were evacuated and so on. Again, it's all public record. These plans are all pretty publicly known. They're not that secretive. Though you saying this is actually kind of interesting because I've always assumed that because like the protocols for these are all like so publicly accessible, I always assumed that that wasn't at all what they would do. But the fact that you're bitching about it kind of makes me think, wow, maybe they do just publicly advertise their shit like that. They might be that retarded. Oh, wait, this is the federal government that took us off the gold standard. Of course they're that fucking retarded. I mean, they paired up with the monster from Jack Eye, uh, the creature from... Fuck you. They they teamed up with the Cthulian monster from Jack Island. I mean, come on, this retarded-ass government. I mean, my ass got elected into the government for fuck's sake, so you know. 
And you've heard me talking this long. You know I'm not any fucking special light bulb in the box. Carlson's team says their footage has been vetted by congressional authorities to ensure it does not pose a security risk. Yeah, no shit. They further point out that the January 6th committee aired footage of the evacuation route of Vice President Mike Pence and Howley. Having failed to stop the release of the footage last week, Rep. Adam Schiff and Rep. California criticized Carlson in a tweet as a weak, weak man. Don't you have some, like, journalists to be doxing? I mean, anyone but me. I'm just saying. Uh, Let's read the first three comments before we get into the video, and then we'll wrap this one up. Theodore Moore. The Sixth Amendment... Oh, that's a big one. Okay. The Sixth Amendment of the Bill of Rights explicitly states that a trial has to happen quickly. I, I see where this is going, and I like it. it. says that... It says that, quote, The accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury. As a trial... Uh, as a trial, cannot be unreasonably delayed. Charges may have been dropped if a suspect argues that their Sixth Amendment rights were violated, are, quote, elite, are furious that the Constitution prevents them from doing whatever they want to us. Or uh, want to do to us. I have a feeling. I, I have someone to add to that one in a minute. Uh, True Patriot says, It looks like they do anything they want to us. Those Jan 6 people sure haven't gotten a speedy trial. They are political prisoners. Aye, aye, Captain. A speedy trial, you say. And for what crime or crimes any reason will serve tyrants? Base claim. Now, the whole idea of a fair and impartial judge and jury, as well as the concept of justice being blind, is a... And this isn't an opinion as far as I'm concerned. This is a fact. It is a myth. It never existed. Even when Thomas Jefferson and, you know, uh, Gebenair Morris and all of them sat down and wrote the Constitution and filled it all out, even they had a fucking thumb up their ass and their eyes were blinded when they came up with that fucking goofy notion. It's never existed. There's never been any such thing as a fair or impartial judge or court in the history of the world, no matter what country you're in. No matter how you feel, like, I don't care if it's free market or or communist. And here's why. Every judge and jury and everyone in that courtroom is coming in with their own experiences and interpretations of what fair is. Not what the law says. They will. They could choose to purposely misinterpret the law. We're talking about people who will give people 65-year sentences and then sleep like a baby afterwards. So, you know, we're not exactly dealing with people who think that way. So... If a courtroom was really fair and unbiased, when you walked in, you would know immediately what the outcome of that court case was going to be before you walked in. But you don't. You don't. Uh, I hate to tell it to you. The fair and idea thing is a, a complete myth. There's a, that's why I don't support the death penalty. I don't trust the state to tell me who deserves to die. If you're going to lock somebody up, I'm for that. I mean, there's plenty of fucking labor that needs to be done, potholes to be filled, work you can be put into that would, you know, make them not just a net journey to the taxpayer to house, but actually a benefit to the community and give them a trade, a skill, or some kind of job that would allow them to build a hobby they could take into the world outside of their lockup when they get released. And I also don't think people uh, outside of, like, multiple-time violent felons should be banned from owning firearms. If you've paid your debt to society, you've paid your debt to society, your constitutional rights should be absolutely returned to you without question. That is just my humble opinion. But 
I just wanted to push back on the idea of an impartial jury and an impartial judge. Will never exist. Could never exist. I hate to tell it to you. Now let's hop over here. Yes, let's hop over here. We're going to watch this. I have it sped up a little bit. And then we're going to end this episode. And I'll get into the new episode. So, yeah. These are the pictures you've seen of January 6th. They're familiar because they've been playing on a loop on every media outlet in America for the last two years. There's a reason for that. But it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen. And that video tells a very different story about what happened on January 6th. More than 40,000 hours of surveillance footage from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public. And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington. Our office wanted to ensure that there was shock and awe that we could charge as many people as possible. The first thing you notice from viewing the full video record of January 6th is just how many people entered the Capitol building that day. Hundreds and hundreds of people, possibly thousands, over the course of about two hours. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. They believe in the system. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman outside the Senate chamber. These are not rioters. These are people who wandered over from a political rally. We will not let them silence your voices. After the rally, they walked down Pennsylvania Avenue, where organizers had secured a federal permit to hold a legal rally on the grounds of the Capitol. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Once at the Capitol building, things began to get chaotic. Capitol police officers fired tear gas into the crowd. A few at the front of the herd broke windows. Someone opened the doors, and many hundreds of others just walked in. We're gonna make that the story. Of course, they did make it the story. And at the center of it, the single most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley, often referred to as the QAnon shaman. The so-called QAnon shaman. QAnon shaman. Someone named Q shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, 
it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen, with the depiction of Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. He's a terrorist, they said. He should be killed. Shoot him. Shoot him. Like, if it, you burst into the United States, if he was dressed like bin Laden, would you have shot him? Shoot him. Shoot him. It makes you wonder, who are the violent extremists here? Not Jacob Chansley. And the video proves that. But you would never have known from the media coverage. The people sitting in the chairs need to be sitting in a jail cell. Chansley is in a jail cell. He's been there for months. If he was, in fact, committing such a grave crime, why didn't the officers who were standing right next to him place him under arrest? Until now, no one could even prove that even happened. But it did. We're about to show you surveillance footage from inside the United States Capitol. The images you'll see were recorded 26 months ago today, on January 6, 2021. Until now, politicians have kept this tape hidden from the public. There is no legitimate justification for that, and there never has been. On January 6, two years ago, thousands of protesters walked from a Trump rally on the ellipse outside the White House to the U.S. Capitol, where the certification of the presidential election was underway. The protesters were angry. They believed that the election they had just voted in had been unfairly conducted. And they were right. In retrospect, it is clear the 2020 election was a grave betrayal of American democracy. Given the facts that have since emerged about that election, no honest person can deny it. Yet the beneficiaries of that election continue to lie about what is now obvious. The real crime, they will tell you again and again, is not what happened on Election Day 2020. The real crime is what happened two months later on January 6th, when Donald Trump led an insurrection against the duly elected American government. To prove that claim and to divert attention from the details of the presidential election itself, Democrats in Congress impaneled what they called the House Select Committee on the January 6th attack. The point of that committee was to prevent Donald Trump from running for president again. In December of last year, committee members voted unanimously to refer Trump to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution. Mission accomplished. But what the committee did not do was explain what happened inside the Capitol on January 6th. Three weeks ago, thanks to the new Republican Speaker's Office, we gained access to thousands of hours of surveillance video that help answer that question. The January 6th committee had access to this very same tape and watched much of it. But as we're about to show you, committee members lied about what they saw and then hid the evidence from the public as well as from January 6th criminal defendants and their lawyers. That is unforgivable. 
Whatever you think of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he rectified that crime, and we are grateful that he did. Before we show you the tape, a few words on the process. Our producers had unfettered access to the Capitol surveillance video. Neither the Speaker's office nor our bosses at Fox News interfered in any way with our investigation. Of the 40,000 or so hours of tape, most of it turned out to be irrelevant. Static shots of empty rooms, in some cases far from the Capitol itself. To find relevant videotape, our producers were given use of Capitol computers with advanced mapping software. That made it easy to find what we were looking for. What we didn't have was access to facial recognition software, and that was significant. For more than two years, we have wondered why some in the crowd that day who seemed to be inciting violence were never indicted for it. We assumed these were federal agents of some sort. We still assume that. And in fact, there were many examples of behavior we saw in those tapes that didn't seem to make sense. Men in civilian clothes holding doors open for protesters, escorting others through the Capitol, etc. We would love to know who these people were. But as of tonight, we don't know. And because we don't know, we're not going to put their faces on the screen and suggest they were federal agents. That would be irresponsible. So there were many mysteries we could not solve. Among them, unfortunately, is the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. From the evidence we have, the publicly available evidence, it seems clear that Babbitt was murdered by a Capitol Hill police officer called Michael Byrd. Ashley Babbitt was unarmed. She was shorter in stature than average. She posed no conceivable threat to anyone. But beyond that, we can only speculate about what happened. There were no security cameras near the speaker's lobby where Ashley Babbitt was killed. And one more thing. Virtually no one in Washington, Republican or Democrat, certainly not in the news media, wanted to see this tape released tonight. That's why it's remained hidden for more than two years. In recent weeks, the usual hyenas in Congress and on cable news have been howling about we are putting lives at risk by showing this tape to the public. Given that these are the very same people who support open borders and defunding the police, it is hard to take their complaints seriously. But we do take security seriously. So before airing any of this video, we checked first with the Capitol Police. We're happy to say their reservations were minor, and for the most part, they were reasonable. In the end, the only change that we made was in blurring the details of a single interior door in the Capitol building. You're unlikely even to notice it when we show you, and we are confident it does not affect our reporting. With that, here's the video. It doesn't answer every question from January 6th, far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt the Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. That is conclusive. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. We're going to begin tonight with footage that shows you what was actually happening inside the Capitol. The footage does not show an insurrection or a riot in progress. Instead, it shows police escorting protesters through the building, including the now infamous QAnon shaman. Is this in any way part of the deal that you made to no. win the speakership? No. To specifically give the content to No, the, to answer, the answer is no. And if, uh, if you follow, I'm not sure if you were there the times before, I got asked the question um, in a press, what I would do in the process. I've watched on January 6th committee how it was only politically driven. Now on the January 6th committee, you couldn't have the minority side wasn't allowed to put people on. Um, and I just thought it was fair if someone asked me the question. Just transparency. So what I tried to do is be able to release the information, which will be to everybody. I worked with the Capitol Police. I asked them for any clips 
on the way that they had concern with the security level. Only one of the clips did, and we were able to change that. Here we go. I was wrong about Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's performed beautifully. He gave Tucker the tapes January 6th. Keep up the energy, Kevin. Stay based. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am, of course, your host, James Masson, and let's, uh, let's get into this new episode. Trump leads right-wing praise of January 6th Capitol riot footage release. Because, uh, you know what's really funny about all this? The people coming out and crying about the January 6th footage being released are a lot of conservatives. Well, conservatives in name only, I guess. But, like, McConnell and so on and so forth. Usual, usual characters you'd expect to come out crying about it, but still... I find it interesting that there is any idea that giving the public more information is a bad thing. The only people who would tell you that having more information is a bad thing have something they're trying to fucking hide from you. And likely, if you had the information they don't want you to have, the thing they're hiding from you, well, it'd become a lot fucking harder to hide. So, let's get into it. By Emily Crane, published... March 7th, 2023, at 12.12pm. It was recently updated. And at the center of it, the new shaman, Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. Oh, you've been noticing maybe more random audio slices in me, it's because my internet will just See, go... What did Jacob Chansley do? My internet will just randomly go out on me. I've been trying to talk to Comcast about it, but when you call them, they tell you to make an appointment. <coughs> I had my earlier that. I thought they fixed it. But we'll, we'll figure out. We'll figure it out. So I'm just going to give it a second to buffer. Okay, let's go. To receive this punch. Oh boy. Hold on. Oh, God, that's based. Oh God, Kim. Sorry. Sorry. Random picture. If you don't know what she looks like now, apparently look that shit up. I don't know the Bogdanovs are such an extended family. Let's watch this. But now I got buffered. You know what? But on Shaman, someone. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison. Far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. At least you'd have a printout of what he had on him that day. There'd be evidence, right? If you really thought he was such a threat, why you let him walk past this fucking metal detector? It's on. It's all lit the fuck up. So my question to you is, if you really think he's such a threat, and this guy's been so cooperative with you this whole time, and what's all this shit here on the floor? I don't know, there's a lot of questions about this. Uh, I guess I'm focusing on the wrong shit here, but I, I feel like that's a valid point. You could have asked this guy, hey, walk through this real quick. Those things save. They do have a record, so you can print out things, record evidence. So you could have had an on-record whatever if you just walked through it. But no. You completely allow him to walk right past the metal detector. It's just interesting. It is very clear what happened inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tape show... The Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. 
Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us into the building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen. President Donald Trump called Tuesday for the release of everyone arrested in connection with the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot after the release of never-before-seen surveillance footage from the day. Quote, <clears throat> Let the January 6 prisoners go. They were convicted or... They were convicted or are awaiting trial based on a giant lie. A radical left con job. Trump, 76, raged. Old man raged on platform. Trump, 76, raged on his truth social platform. Quote, New video footage is irrefutable, including clips in the clips that aired on Fox News' Tucker Carlson tonight. Monday was footage of two Capitol Police officers appearing to escort Jacob Chansley, the so-called, quote, Kunan Shaman, through the halls outside the Senate chamber. Chainsley. Oops. Chainsley. Who came to symbolize the Capitol riot was, or, uh, with his horned fur headdress and painted face. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of a solid drip. Like, if you were at a music festival and you saw this dude rocking out next to you, you know he's got some, like, solid-ass, like, LSD. Or acid, shrooms, at least shrooms, right? Like, he's got the fucking, like, Linkin Park thing on his chest. And I remember, uh, something I fell for originally, because a lot of the reporting, by the way, because it was from a lot of sources I, I, I trusted, like, at the like at the time, like, the Hill reported on this, too. They claim that symbol has something to do with, like, human trafficking or something, and that turned out to be, like, a complete bunk. I don't know what that, any of these tattoos actually are. I'm not, I don't know what he is, but I'm not that. Anyway, yeah, if I was a music festival, oh, I'd make homies with this guy right quick. Give me a nice little supplier right there. Man, that's the type of guy you want to talk to at Bernie, man, I tell you. <laughs> uh, was sentenced in November 2021 to 41 months in prison after he pled guilty to one count of obstructing an official proceeding. He's actually getting out soon, I believe. Former first son, Donald Trump Jr., echoed his father's sentiment, tweeting, <clears throat> I was told the QAnon shaman was leading an insurrection, not the one who is being led by the police through the Capitol building. Is that decent, Don Jr.? No, my Trump impressions are really good. But he added, No wonder... All the footage was kept from us for two years, as they lied to us all. Conservative attorney Matt Davis argued the footage of Chansley strolling through the Capitol halls without being arrested or challenged by the cops represented, quote, exculpatory evidence. Quote, it is unacceptable the Biden Justice Department did not 
provide Jacob Chansley with the crucial exculpatory evidence, he tweeted, quote, It is even more unacceptable Judge Royce Lamberth did not order it, then sentenced him to 41 months in prison. Truly shameful. Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point U.S. Face, U.S. Face. I was already thinking of like his tiny little face memes. My bad. Charlie Kirk, founder of Turning Point USA, compared Chainsley's sentence to that of Hannah Tubbs, the 26-year-old transgender woman who was convicted of molesting children in California. Type. Wait, what? Um, let me reread that. Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA, compared Chain. Uh, Chainsley's uh, uh, sentence to that of Hannah Tubbs, a 26-year-old transgender woman who was convicted of molesting children in California. Quote, So, QAnon shaman Jacob Chansley gets four years in prison for, pol for being politely escorted through the Capitol by multiple police and a praying from the House floor, but serial child molester James Tubbs... Mmm... So Hannah Tubbs is the fake name, and James is the real name. Got it. It's okay. I mean, speaking on behalf of the Council of Jameses, we will disown him. Don't, no worries. Anyway, uh, can pretend to be trans and get only two years in juvie as an adult from the LADA, Kirk tweeted referring to Tubbs' birth name. Real name. Unless you have that shit legally changed in court. Meanwhile, orders also took aim at House Select Committee that investigated the riot, claiming it only aired footage that aided the Democrats' narrative that day. By the way, I have a Truth Social account. Oh, I mean, you can see right here. But I fuck with this new profile picture, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Let the January 6th prisoners go. They were convicted or are awaiting trial based on a giant lie. The radical left, con job. Thank you, Tucker Carlson, and Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, for what you both have done. New video footage is irrefutable. The MSN mainstream media can spin and smear all they want, but there is no defense of the January 6th committee cutting clips to remove context or lying about the things that footage contradicted. GOP strategist Andrew Serbatin tweeted, quote, Tucker exposed the J6 committee, which the media treated as a were as the word of God, as a dishonest partisan charade, he added. Rep. Mary Miller, a Republican from Illinois, also chimed in, tweeting, quote, Thank you to Tucker Carlson for exposing the lies of the partisan January 6th witch hunt committee. They hid videos and evidence. Anyway, they hid videos and evidence from the American people to advance a partisan political narrative. Tucker is shining a light and sharing the truth because democracy dies in darkness. I like that jab there. Carlson was given access to more than 40,000 hours of closed-circuit security footage by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California. The Fox host argued during his show Monday that the footage doesn't support the claim that January, foot, that January 6th was an insurrection. Quote, In fact, it demolishes that claim. 
And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media stopped you from seeing it, he told viewers. I'm sure I know exactly a really cringy remix of a Linkin Park song was going on at this exact moment. That's where this little clip's from. They use this clip because it's very Orwellian looking, but yeah, it's from like a cringy fan TikTok thing. It's the worst Assassin's Creed game in history. They're like, come and take it. They came and took all that tear gas. Uh, moving on. Quote, by controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they are controlling how the public understood that day. They could lie about they could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents in the uh, of the Uniparty in Washington. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, a whiny bitch baby, I mean a Democrat from New York, on Tuesday took the Senate floor to accuse Carlson of telling a bold-faced lie. Quote, with contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he is lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment arguing the January 6th riots was not a violent insurrection, Schumer said. Quote, Speaker McCarthy was here that day. He knows exactly what happened. His staff members suffered like everyone else, Schumer went on. Quote, but he chose cheap political... Hold on. Expediency over truth and preservation of democracy. Isn't this the thing where he's... Hold on. Is this... Hold on. <sighs> Damn. I, uh, I couldn't find it. There was a clip I saw floating around where Chuck Schumer said that lying is not protected under the First Amendment. And the funny thing is, is... Yes, it is. Absolutely it is. I couldn't find the clip, so don't quote me on that. And if you can find the clip, please leave that link in the description below. I would greatly appreciate it and give you a shout-out on the future episode. But I did find an interesting article from the Once Great Reason magazine. Chuck Schumer, quote, limits to First Amendment. Garbage. Uh, garbage a throwback. George W. Bush, circa 1999. Chuck Schumer, uh, let's see, this is by Ed Craywhiskey. Chuck Schumer outdid himself on the nonsense front on the Senate floor this week when he said, quote, or when he said, quote, I believe there ought to be limits because the First Amendment is not absolute. No amendment is absolute. You can't scream fire falsely in a crowded theater. Yeah, you can, actually. You absolutely can. It is completely legal to scream fire within a crowded theater if there is no fire. Completely legal. That's fine. Taking back to Reason Magazine. On Tuesday, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, Alito, Alito repeated the common myth that, quote, shouting fire in a crowded theater is unprotected speech. Though it is a popular misconception, it's perfectly legal to yell fire in a crowded theater. Now, you might get your ass whooped, and you might deserve it, but it is a thousand percent legal to yell fire in a crowded theater. Chuck Schumer just never know what the fuck he's talking about. He's a brain-dead union socialist type fuck from New York. Not particularly bright. 
Never was the sharpest tool in the shed, sharpest knife in the drawer, never the brightest bulb in the box. He's a establishment jackboot rule follower. He would be the... He'd be like one of the guys right in a corner of a city for a large mob boss. But not the mob boss. Just one of their little fucking henchmen who organizes other henchmen. Nothing special other than he just finds himself in a unique situation. Wielding a unique amount of influence. That's it. This guy's as dumb as a goddamn stump. <clears throat> we have libel laws. We have anti-pornography laws. All of those are limits on the First Amendment. Uh, well, what could be more important than uh, than the wellspring of our democracy? And certain limits on the First Amendment rights that, if left unfettered, destroy the equality. Any semblance of equality in our democracy, of course would be allowed by the Constitution, meaning it's legally all fire because it's, like you just said, checky boy, protected by the First Amendment. These guys just never really got the picture, did he? And the new theorist, a theorist on the Supreme Court who don't believe that, I am not sure where their motivation comes from, their job. But they are just so wrong. They're just so wrong. They are just so wrong. The comments are just the latest in the whipped up hysteria over Citizens United, which uh, relax, uh, yeah, relaxes restrictions on political speech during election seasons, as Nick Gillespie, Nick Gillespie, noted, Citizens United decision has helped several candidates mount credible challenges to long-term incumbents opposing Citizens United actually point to the facts as problematic. The incumbency rate in Congress is usually in the mid to high 90s. Between 2000 and 2008, the incumbent rate was between 94 and 98 percent. In 2010, the first post-Citizen United federal election, the incumbency rate slipped to 85 percent, Lower than the more than forty, lower than in more than forty years. While partisans who don't like the particular favor of challengers, who won in the twenty ten, who won in twenty ten, might complain of sympathetic of systematic problems. They are conflating their own political desires with the health of the political system. High incumbency rates are uh, signifiers of a broken political process. Amen. And it's not corporate money or campaign donations that help keep incumbency rates high. Through earmarks and other legislative means, members of Congress can direct federal funds to their districts. The longer they're in office, the better they get at bringing funds to their own district. The more likely constituents are to vote to re-elect their representative, whether they agree with his politics or not, simply because the legislator brings home the bacon, taxpayer uh, taxpayer money in politics, seems to be a lot more corrosive than corporate uh, than corp uh, yeah corporate money. Politicians have effectively unlimited access to U.S. taxpayer money in order 
to enrich themselves and uh, <clears throat> ingratiate themselves with all with their constituents. All corporate money and campaign donations can do is all they can do is persuade you through speech to vote for someone or other. Taxpayer uh, taxpayer money can be used to incentivize voters to vote a certain way. Not only are Chuck Schumer's deeply flawed ideas blatantly self-serving, they are so they are same fragile woe is me attitude. Politicians often take when they say they disagree with. Let's take a step in the right. Uh, sorry. Let's take a step into the Wayback Machine, courtesy of this 1999 Washington Post article. When asked, when asked at a news conference in May, what he thought about a website mocking him for his alleged past cocaine use and otherwise making fun of his expense, George W. Bush let loose, saying <laughs> it was produced by a garbage man and suggesting that, quote, there ought to be limits to freedom, a line Bush online critics have vowed to never let the world forget. Uh, yeah, I, there shouldn't be. And everyone should make sure Bush remembers that shit. I mean, they don't. They're gonna let that slide. At least at this point in time. In case you missed it, liberals forgot. All it took was some hope and change. Bush's lawyers were keen to point out they weren't trying to silence the creator of the website, GWBush.com, for those who remember the internet heyday of the of the late 90s. And it kind of bled into, like, the early 2000s, maybe, like, 2004, and they kind of flatlined to, like, 2007 or 8, when, like, YouTube really revitalized it, and it kind of flatlined again to, like, 2013, 2014... And then Trump came in, and then the internet got revitalized again through 2018. And then leading into 2019, with, like, Vine being taken down and a lot of other issues like that. Uh, and TikTok taking over, you saw a stagnation, like, uh, an automation of the internet. So it's like a, a, a zombification, if you will, of the internet currently. And that's where we're currently at. It's starting to feel like the internet is starting to come back to life again. These boons seem to have a, like, uh, five to ten year-ish cycle from what I've seen so far. Nah, probably about a five-year cycle. They, they, they seem to come and go in two to five-year waves. Um, but that's just, that's just where I'm saying that right now. Let's see, 2016. Yeah, you know, whatever, let's move on. Uh... It wasn't even a First Amendment issue in their minds. Bush attorney Benjamin L. Ginsburg oh boy, asked to discuss the First Amendment implications of the governor's FEC complaint, raised his voice in irritation. Quote, How is it a First Amendment issue? It is not a First Amendment issue. Ginsburg said the goal was not to shut Exley down because Exley's site at the point, urged voters to, quote, just say no to a former cocaine user for president, but clearly was advocating Bush's defend, defeat and must be regulated as a political campaign committee, Ginsburg said. Quote, 
the idea behind this is, if he's going to act like a politician, like a political committee, he should have to reserve, <laughs> reveal his funding. He said, "No, no, he shouldn't." That is such a, a scary neocon globalist thought process. Or he should have to reveal his funding because he is saying mean things about the powerful man trying to be president, just like Chuck Schumer and every other politician targeted by people. Uh, by people tired of their policies, the Bush team's first instinct was to restrict the free speech right of their opponents using campaign inf campaign finance laws written by politicians to protect politicians. Of course, no politician would ever suggest restricting their own free speech, even though they often spew some of the most ridiculous and destructive garbage out there, willfully obstructing issues or willfully obs obfuscating issues and camouflaging legal concepts look no further than the Schumer quote at the top for proof I briefly tackled the issue of money and politics here and here alright and that brings us to the end of hmm Anyway, that brings us to the end of this article and this episode for now. Like I said, a bunch of weird uploads today, but that's just for now. When it all goes up into one segment later, it will make more sense. Trust me. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison, and I shall catch you later. Peace. We call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. And it's, it's, it's self-evident.
27 or something on his hip. No police identification on him at all. I couldn't get to him because there were so many people. But he was on white male? White male, dark hair. He looked like a grayish black, maybe. Maybe a digital uh, Do your non-uniform guys have any identifiers? Like wristband. They will have a wristband. Their guns will have a candy stripe on the barrel. Okay. I don't know the wristband color, but they'll have a wristband somewhere, okay? What? Thank you. 
Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm Rose James Masson, and I got a letter to the editor to start off today. Letter to the editor. This is in the New York Post by Post Readers. March 10th, 2023. Now, this is interesting. Uh, you, you'll see it's labeled opinion up there in the corner. That's perfectly fine. I think this is a little bit of an interesting letter. It just got updated, actually. So it came out yesterday, March 9th, at 6.33 p.m., and it just got updated. So we're going to go in and read it. The Issue. Video showing police escorting the QAnon shaman around the Capitol building on January 6, 2021. Most of the country has known for a while that the January 6th committee's main purpose was to get former President Donald Trump 
and that it would use every trick to deceit, every trick of deceit to accomplish this goal toward a France March 6, which is the article we read uh, just a couple short days ago, two days ago, actually. No, wait, actually, hold on. Yesterday. My bad. Now, thanks to Tucker Carlson, the line has been exposed and the witch hunt debunked. Videos of the action on January 6th clearly show that one person, Mr. QAnon shaman Jacob Chansley, who was sentenced to four years in prison, was actually escorted by Capitol Police throughout the Capitol building, yet none of this video was given to his defense trial, according to his attorney. Yeah, it's the wild thing. His attorney was like, yeah, I never saw, I was never given that footage of him praying. And McCarthy has a very interesting promise about the footage, specifically we'll get into after this article. Was actually escorted by Capitol Police through the Capitol building, yet none of the video was given to his defense at trial, according to his attorney. I thought that everyone in this country was allowed to have a fair trial. I, like I said yesterday, that does, does not exist. Not in this case. As in many instances of one-sided justice against conservatives and Republicans, Richard R. Kintay, uh, Kitty, by the way, look, all these conservatives who under the Capitol building are being forced to go to trial in D.C., and people who have requested change of venues have had their request outright rejected. And that actually needs to be weighed. There's a right to have that weighed. If I can find the episode I did, I'll link it in the description below. But on top of all that, we reported it when it happened. Multiple people from January 6th were requesting change of venue, saying we do not trust that we'll get a fair trial at the hands of a DC. Democrat judge, all pretty much every Democrat, every judge in D.C. is pretty hard left, and these people would not get a fair trial. Then they're requesting to be sent to Virginia and other places, so on and so forth, to get tried, and they're just outright rejected. And they sent solitary confinement. Many of these people in solitary confinement going on for three years now have not, have not, two, yeah, going on three, so it's just over two years now in solitary confinement have not gotten a trial or even seen a judge but they're still sitting there kind of alarming right I say kind of with you know bit of a smirk anyway Newark New Jersey thanks to Tucker Carlson's release of the January 6 so-called insurrection videos to the general public the genie has been let out of the bottle and some of the hidden swamp creatures are scurrying like rats on a sinking ship. Pardon me real quick. <sighs> mm. In their twisted and self-righteous word, world, the public doesn't have the right to see both sides of the story. What shuspa? The videos have fully exposed what a colossal, sh- colossal sham the Jan 6 committee was. What a patchwork of lies, Michael Headley. Now, these are all just readers, members, people who just give the hard-earned money from their jobs or whatever to read 
the New York Post. These are their contributions, their responses. I imagine these are only handpicked. Now we have right here Michael Headley from Brooklyn, New York. So Tucker Carlson does his job and investigates and as an investigative journalist by showing footage of the Jan 6 Capitol riot and is resoundingly criticized for <clears throat> for it. Congress, uh, for it by Congress, the White House, and the mainstream media. It's refreshing to see journalists actually doing his job for once. The criticism he is facing shows how little respect politicians and the mainstream media have for the truth and the public's right to expect it from the press and our elected leaders. Amen. Christopher Tropolis, Manhattan. I read the Miranda Devine's commentary on March on March 6th. We read that article too. Quote, Why Dems Dread the 1-6 Reveal. Oh, did not actually read that correction. We read her other article. She could publish at that then. And the following day, the horn... Yep. The uh, The hornered guest shaman. March 7th. Americans need to be asking what, yeah, I tried to read that when it was in the article and it threw me way off because I didn't realize it was supposed to be a pun, so I didn't try to read it like a pun. I'm stupid. Americans need to be asking, why have all these newly released videos of the Jan 6 insurrection footage been kept secret from the American people? We have the right to know everything that happened on that fateful day. Why did the House Jan 6 committee only release part of the story and decide to focus on edit version on edited versions of the surveillance videos which bolster their narrative? Kudos to Fox News for taking the veil off of the whole picture of January 6. Does it seem obvious to only only now? Uh, only now are we seeing the whole story and not just the approved version as told by liberal Democrats? I do not condone any of the violent behaviors of January 6th, but please don't pretend we barely dodged an insurrection that day. Salvador uh, Garattini, Boston, Massachusetts. Previously unavailable documentation is now making it clear Jan 6 was not a terrorist attack. uh, Agitators led a small number of those present on January 6th to physically break into the Capitol building. The vast majority of the huge number of people assembled on January 6th were peaceful and never became violent. Rep. Jamie Raskin actually stated that making this previously hidden documentation available to American voters was, quote, out of Putin's playbook. An acute statement would, pardon me, would be that not making the tapes available except for manipulative edited portions may well be what Biden called the greatest threat to American democracy since the Civil War, end quote. Raskin seems unaware of Joseph, of Joseph Pulitzer's observation, quote, one republic and its press will rise or fall together. Amen. I have a uh, sticker here on my wall. It says, free press, free society. Julia Lutch Davis, California. If only the shaman was a Black Lives Matter protester, then New York City would pay him $21,000 reward. Ah, not true, my friend. There was one there, actually. So, let's go right here. 
that famous footage of Ashley Babbitt getting capped in the throat where she falls backwards holding her neck and dies, that footage was filmed by a far-left BLM activist who had a record of attending violent riots and participating in violent riots, both riots against anti-Trump and sorry demonstrations against Trump and various other, you know, Republicans. And so on and so forth and the such, you know, including George Floyd and Moe was Kangs and shit, so on and so forth. Well, homie got arrested, thrown in the fucking hole, just like everybody else. Of course, he made a fat wad of cash off selling the footage to a bunch of people, then he got arrested. But right here, for the past week, Sullivan's presence at the Capitol and his previous record of anti-Donald Trump activism has been the focus of frenzy at attention in right-wing media where the baseless conspiracy theory of pro-Trump rioters were led into violence by left-wing anti-fascist agitators lives on. Well, a homie, my man is literally a leftist rioter who was in the Capitol that day. I'm not saying he led it or anything. His footage clearly shows he didn't lead it. He just was walked, he just followed where it went. My point is, no, if they were in fact, uh, uh, if it was in fact a Black Lives Matter protester, he would not be paid $21,000 from New York. It would be from CNN. But he was a Trump supporter. This means hard jail time for years. He was peaceful and injured not one person, but thought he was funny. This is an outrage. Free the shaman. Carol Meltzer, Manhattan. Completely agree. Completely fucking agree. Now, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Check this one out. I'm sure you've all seen it, but it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of a quick refresh before we move on to the next article. And then after this, we'll be doing the Elon Musk in this topic. Ooh. Mm. Dude, I was in fucking Speedway. Just getting some coffee after work. My own goddamn business. And I hear people talking about this. And here's the best part. They were masked up. It was a young couple masked up, gauges in their fucking ears and shit. And they were talking about this footage. And she was like, man, I've seen people do way worse on our side. And I was fucking stunned. Feel free to not believe me. Call me a liar in the comments below. I fully accept. I don't even like your fucking comment. It happened. It floored me. They even admitted, at least just this one lady talking to her fucking boyfriend. And at the center of it, the single most famous person arrested uh -huh. that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley often referred to as the QAnon shaman. The so-called That look goes shaman. hard. QAnon. That look goes hard. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. The QAnon shaman got drip. Make fun of it all you want. Homie looks dope. I'm gonna make a fucking Skyrim character inspired by him. Watch. Not shaman. Someone named Q Shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th. A dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led a violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, 
it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least... Now, uh, again, like I said, I'm sure most of you watching this have already seen this footage. Tucker Carlson says in the beginning of this original video, you know, he's released two more segments since this one, and he says, um, <clears throat> we were asked to blur out one door and we are assured that it did not hinder our investigation. If it's the first door they went to to try and let him into the room, right? If it's the very, 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 very first fucking door, right? How can you censor that and say it's not an issue? I, I'm curious what that door was. Why were they taking him to that room specifically? It didn't dawn on me the first time I recorded this, but it dawned on me a little bit later, and it re-dawned on me just now. It is significant. Why did they go there? At least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen, with the depiction of Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. All right. We cut over here to just normal Chinaman behavior. But let's hop over here to this article now. McCarthy vows to release full January 6th footage to the public. This is all about transparency, and it won't just be to Tucker. Oh, oh Hannah Nightingale. I was hoping it was Wakewell Cruz. But, hey, you know what, Hannah Nightingale? The new name will take it. I come to the post millennial, I have a handful of favorite writers. Let's see, what's this about? The executive secretary... Of, uh, of Joe Biden. Tell me about her uh, in this through the White House at all. So when I was, the rug has been pulled out, now maintaining or putting in their buddy from Biden and Con Okay. And one more thing. Virtually no one in Washington. We will, uh, we'll get to this. <laughs> in an interview released... In an interview released by Breitbart on Thursday, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said that he intends to make nearly 50,000 hours of Capitol riot footage gathered by security cameras on January 6th available to the public, addressing why he chose to release the tapes to Fox News' Tucker Carlson. McCarthy said, quote, This is all about transparency, and it won't just be to Tucker. Breitbart News... An R.I.P. Press legend Andrew Breitbart, Epstein before Epstein, was even cool. House Speaker McCarthy, Republican for California, told Breitbart News on Wednesday that he intends to fully release to the public the tens of thousands of hours of U.S. Capitol surveillance footage from January 6, 2021. 
arguably the biggest story of the year so far and the, the media who are all lined up outside this room right now <laughs> trying to get a question with you uh, the established media are freaking out about this your decision to release the January 6th surveillance tapes here from the Capitol to Tucker Carlson. Uh, can you tell us why you made that decision? What was the thinking behind it? What do you think it showed? Well, this is all about transparency, and it won't just be to Tucker. Like any news organization, different people get exclusives. We watched during the January 6th, CNN would have exclusives all the time, and nobody complained. CNN actually got to be in the, Sarah, the statuary hall for a whole hour for their own show. You've watched that January 6th would release only certain tapes. I think it's better for transparency that anyone can make their own decision up. And as we walk through, these these are many more hours of tapes than the January 6th committee told us. It's not 14,000, it's 42,000 hours. We want to make sure for security purposes our certain exits aren't shown and others. But you know the most interesting thing, when I sat down, when I had the team talk to the Capitol Police about making sure they had no problems with the exit is showing, they said January 6th never asked them that. They showed the exit of the Vice President. They showed the exit from my office. They literally had then-Speaker Pelosi's daughter showing the secure location that they take the leadership. That's not supposed to be known to anybody, and CNN reported it. And I don't remember the press ever getting upset with that. So what we want to do is make sure we have this out that everybody can see it. Do you intend to release these tapes publicly after you go through and remove anything? Yeah, we just yeah. want to make sure we go through them all. <clears throat> and it takes time. <laughs> and you know, with Tucker, he just saw a few. It didn't like we released all the tapes to him. Right. And um, the first thing that Tucker said, too, he didn't want to show any exits to cause any problems. Um, we asked the Capitol Police, were there any concerns? They came back with one, and we mediated that. But it was interesting, that one that they had a problem with, Eric Swalwell had had up on uh, the Internet for the last two years showing that part. God damn. All right. Uh, quote, like any news organization, different people get exclusives. We watched during the January 6th. We read that part. I think it's better for transparency. This is just a trans. Okay. Now let's hop over here real quick. Republican or Democrat, certainly not in the news media, wanted to see this tape released tonight. That's why it's remained hidden for more than two years. In recent weeks, the usual hyenas in Congress and on cable news have been howling about we are putting lives at risk by showing this tape to the public. Given that these are the very same people who support open borders and defunding the police, it is hard to take their complaints seriously. But we do take security seriously. So before airing any of this video, we checked first with the Capitol Police. We're happy to say their reservations were minor, and for the most part, they were reasonable. In the end, the only change that we made was in blurring the details of a single interior door in the Capitol building. You're unlikely even to notice it when we show you, and we are confident it does not affect no, our No, I noticed. With that, here's the video. It doesn't answer every question from January 6th. Far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt that Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. That is conclusive. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. We're going to begin tonight with footage that shows you what was actually happening inside the Capitol. The footage does not show an insurrection or a riot in progress. Instead, it shows police escorting protesters to the building, including the now infamous QAnon shaman. Watch. <laughs> These are the pictures you've seen of January 6th. They're familiar because they've been playing on a loop on every media outlet in America for the last two years. There's a reason for that. But it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen. 
And that video tells a very different story about what happened on January 6th. More than 40,000 hours of surveillance footage from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public. And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington. Our office wanted to ensure that there was shock and awe that we could charge as many people as possible. The first thing you notice from viewing the full video record of January 6th is just how many people entered the Capitol building that day. Hundreds and hundreds of people, possibly thousands, over the course of about two hours. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful, they were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists, they were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol, they obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. They believe in the system. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman outside the Senate chamber. These are not rioters. These are people who wandered over from a political rally. We will not let them silence your voices. After the rally, they walked down Pennsylvania Avenue, where organizers had secured a federal permit to hold a legal rally on the grounds of the Capitol. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Once at the Capitol building, things began to get chaotic. Capitol police officers fired tear gas into the crowd. A few at the front of the herd broke windows. Someone opened the doors, and many hundreds of others just walked in. Of course, they did make it the story. And at the center of it, the single most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley, often referred to as the QAnon shaman. The so-called QAnon shaman. QAnon shaman. Someone named Q shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tape show the Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen, with the depiction of Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. He's a terrorist, they said. He should be killed. Shoot him. Shoot him. Like, if it, you burst into the United States, if he was dressed like bin Laden, would he have shot him? Shoot him. Shoot him. It makes you wonder, who are the violent extremists here? not Jacob Chansley, and the video proves that. But you would never have known from the media coverage. The people sitting in the chairs need to be sitting in a jail cell. Chansley is in a jail cell. He's been there for months. If he was in fact committing such a grave crime, 
why didn't the officers who were standing right next to him place him under arrest? Until now, no one could even prove that even happened. But it did. All right. Cancel that. Perfect. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Inside Four Walls. Come back. I got another episode I got to get to recording. We're going to try and get two to three episodes recorded today. I'm going to try and get three episodes recorded today. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and we will cover the story as it unfolds. And until next time, deuce. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the U.S. Capitol Building. If you've joined us today for the insurrection, please make sure you pick up a promotional leaflet on the way in, stay inside the safety cordons at all times, and if you get lost, speak to one of our Capitol Police officers. They'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your James Madison, and let's get into Elon Musk in January 6th. Now, I want to make sure I make something clear real quick. Right now... The media is doing everything it can to make the story Tucker Carlson and not the fact that they lied about January 6th. Just thank God what Tucker Carlson talking about is the lies of January 6th. But make no mistake, they're doing everything they can right now to make the narrative Tucker Carlson's coverage of January 6th instead of what's actually coming out about January 6th. Please keep that in mind. It is inevitable that we report on things around January 6th, but it is important that you know that. But that being said, Elon Musk has already been under threat by the U.S. federal government. They've come at him through taxes, regulations, they've planted psyops within Twitter, both before he took over when it was just under Dorsey, then it was under uh, some fat dude, some, some, some fat Indian guy, pancake on a wall, I think his name was, but... The CCP is also currently threatening Elon Musk, too. But they've been threatening him over... Sorry, my system went down for two seconds. I was noticing the... Uh, the uh, I got these little indicators that show the spike in audio, and I saw they were starting to glitch out, so I was like, um... So forgive my mind trailing off. I was trying to make sure all my system was going down after the last two weeks of, like... Oh, by the way, fucking snowstorm going on outside again. I, went, I came up here to record, like, two hours ago when I first started recording the other, like, the three previous things I just uploaded or would have been uploaded before you've seen this one. Unless you're on Bitchy, then it all goes up at once. Um, I go outside to let the dog out, and oh my god, there's, like, an inch and a half of snow outside. It's in, in like, two and a half hours. So, that's fun. Uh, maybe I don't lose power again. Hopefully. So, sorry. Elon Musk has also been being threatened by the Chinese government over him saying, uh, yeah, it came out of a fucking lab. Something that the FBI, the Department of Energy, multiple CCP defectors, multiple people who worked within the Wuhan lab of virology who escaped the CCP came here and blew the whistle on it, multiple Pfizer employees, so on and so forth, down the chain of command have said the exact same thing. And on top of that, like I said, he's already receiving threats from our federal government, but the threats were because he took away their main source of propaganda spreading when he bought Twitter. They lost that platform. But now that Elon Musk has come out and said, 
Tucker Carlson is absolutely correct. He's making great points. And the more I look into this, the more I realize this is a setup and a honeypot. The more the state sounds are going to start turning on Elon Musk and the more they already have. This article here, I have two articles to read on this topic here. This topic is buried. Do you know how buried it is? Ground News deleted the entire fucking page for it. I click that thing up in the corner. Oh, shit. All right. Never mind. All right. Good. Good. Never mind. Because I went digging to try and find some articles to read. And I couldn't find shit about it. And every time I, I and then I found this Washington Examiner article, and I clicked this like four or five times in a row. And every time it took me to a 404 page, so I was like, "Did they fucking take that down? Why is that gone?" So all right, I was fact checking real time, and I'm happy it happened. Keeps me humbled and honest. Musk blasts Jan Six Committee Cheney, Kinzinger, and Schiff, and Schiff withheld evidence. For partisan political reasons. Does this video have anything to do with it? You ain't seen nothing yet. This is gonna be Governor Ron will be the first of his second term after he is pursuing. No. Got it. Elon Musk accused the January 6th House committee members of misleading the public following the release of new January 6th footage in a response to the tweet that criticized former Rep. Liz Cheney, Republican from Wyoming, Adam Kinzinger, Republican from Illinois, and Rep. Adam Schiff, a Democrat from California, for lying. Musk blasted the lawmakers for withholding evidence for, quote, partisan political reasons. A tweet here from journalist Craig Price. I might be mistaken. I believe he's a journalist. I'm not going to double-check that. Double-check me in the comments if you want to know. The Jan 6 Committee, tweet from Greg Price, lied about how Brian Sicknick died, lied about Barry Loudermilk taking rioters on uh, <clears throat> reconnaissance missions, lied about Josh Hawley running away, and lied about Ray Epps being a credible witness. Oh, Josh Hawley didn't run away? That, that That's news to me. I, I have to look into that. Uh, that. I didn't know that, so... Check that. <laughs> Elon Musk responds with, Besides misleading the public, they withheld evidence for partisan political reasons that sent people to prison far more for far more serious crimes than they committed. That is deeply wrong, and uh, deeply wrong legally and morally. Quote, besides misleading the public, most tweeted on early Tuesday, they withheld evidence for partisan political reasons. They sent people to prison for more serious, for far more serious crimes than they actually committed. Quote, this is deeply wrong, legally and morally, he added. Newly released footage comes after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, handed, over, uh, handed it over to Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Democrats had previously withheld it. Uh, it's release citing security concerns. Yeah, uh, they talked about how, oh, well, it lives at the floor plans. Floor plans are fucking public on the architect of the capital.gov website. So, blow out your ass, I guess. In the footage, Jacob, Ch- uh, Jacob Chansley, the man known as the QAnon shaman, or Q shaman, I guess, is shown being escorted around the capital to the Senate floor by Capitol Police, Carlson suggested that the footage raises questions as to the possible complicity of some of the officers in the riot. According to our review of the internal surveillance video, 
it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen, with the depiction of Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. He's a terrorist, they said. He should be killed. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. I think I should do heavy metal. The January 6th committee released its final report on December 22nd, 2022, laying out its findings that largely focused on former President Donald Trump's role in the January 6th riot and <clears throat> coinciding efforts to overturn the 2020 election. That brings us to this article, and we're going to hop on over here. Elon Musk reacts to new January 6th videos deeply wrong, illegally uh, moral, misleading, uh, deeply wrong, legally and morally misleading people. Make sure of something. All right. Yep. This article is not accredited to someone. Okay. Oh, by Kyle Kielman. After viewing recently released security footage from the January 6, 2021 storming of the Capitol building, billionaire CEO Elon Musk accused a Democrat-run House January 6 committee of misleading the public on what occurred during the so-called insurrection. Besides misleading the public, they withheld evidence for partisan political reasons that sent people to prison for more for far more serious crimes than they committed. Musk tweeted, quote, this is deeply wrong legally and morally. That's what we read earlier. Fox News host Tucker Carlson revealed new details about the January 6th Capitol storming during his show Monday, airing some of the roughly 40,000 hours of security camera footage recently obtained from the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Whew. Some of the footage focused on the so-called QAnon shaman, a protester named Jacob Chansley, who became notorious for walking around the Senate floor in his antler and fur headdress. The footage, which does not have audio, appears to show police officers guiding Chansley through the Capitol, even attempting to open doors for him, but not stopping or arresting him. The world's richest man has never been shy about <clears throat> voicing his political opinions on political matters. He purchased the social media platform Twitter last year to combat alleged violations of free speech. He has it unbanned, Alex Jones. Quote, the reason I acquired Twitter is because it is important for the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence, Musk wrote at the time. Quote, there is currently great danger that social media spl will splinter into far-right and far-left echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. He's not wrong. That's something I've been saying for fucking years. Quote, In <clears throat> the relentless pursuit 
of clicks, much of the traditional media has fueled and uh, cratered and catered to those polarized extremes as they believe that it is what brings in the money. But in doing so, the opportunity for dialogue is lost. He continues, quote, that is why I brought I bought Twitter. I didn't do it because it would be easy. I didn't do it to make more money. I didn't do it to help humanity. I, or Sorry, I did it to try and help humanity, whom I love. He added, quote, Ugh, Sorry. And I do so with humanity. Recognizing the failure in pursuing this goal, despite our best efforts, is a very real possibility. And amen to that. Now, we're, let's hop over here to the last article for this upload. Xi Jinping's mouthpiece warned Elon Musk against pursuing or against pushing China COVID-19 lab leaks. There, let's hit a little refresher to make sure we didn't miss anything. This article is by Shivdeep Demwal. Twitter and Tesla CEO Elon Musk is in the crosshairs of Xi Jinping-led China, uh, China's state-run media. After sharing an assessment that the COVID-19 pandemic's origins lie in the Wuhan laboratory, what happened? Yunus Yun, CNBC's Beijing bureau chief, cited a report from China's Global Times newspaper on Twitter. Right here, we have the tweet. China's Communist Party paper warns Elon Musk against pushing COVID-19 lab leak theory. The Global Times News posts on social media, Elon Musk, quote, Elon Musk, are you breaking, are you breaking the pot of China? Breaking the pot of China after eating. In Chinese is the equivalent of, quote, biting the hand that feeds you, which is not wrong either because this has been my grip with Elon Musk. He speaks all this good shit about humanity, free speech, the Constitution, so on and so forth. At the same time, he's a transhumanist. He's all about chipping people. He's all about the future. He's all, And I'm not against the future, but when you are talking about how I will have everybody microchipped by 2030, but I am totally different than the other people who want you microchipped by 2030. Trust me. No. And all this free speech stuff, but you keep Alex Jones and other people banned. Furthermore, furthermore, you also have been doing business with China for fucking a decade and a half now, even longer, most likely. Way longer, actually. Fuck, I remember what year I am. It's been 20 years you've been doing business in China, you fuck. And you also, the whole time, I'm talking about how human life is the most significant and we need more humans, we need to repopulate the planet, yet you have done business with China constantly. And they're the most pro-depopulation people ever. I mean, they've sort of had laws regulating how many kids you're allowed to have and killed kids who were born if they, you know, pushed the limit. Quote, some may think Elon Musk made those remarks only to attack Fauci, Global Times News reads, but the posts you were posted almost all linked to the origin of COVID-19 to China around the art and the argument is repeatedly used by the U.S. right wing and anti-China media hostile to China to frame China. Fuck China. Donald Trump, don't just China. China is asshole. Yoon said the report asked Musk if he was, quote, breaking the pot of China, a reference to biting the hand that feeds you, CNBC reporter highlighted. The Chinese media didn't consider Musk's remarks and attack as an attack against former ow, director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, Anthony Fauci alone. 
why it matters. The Global Times accused Musk not only of reposting the conspiracy theory surrounding surrounding Fauci, but also, quote, slandering China. It noted that Musk has been moving closer to right-wing forces in the United States in recent years. It was reported earlier that the U.S. Energy Department said, quote, low confidence that lab leak was the most likely origin of COVID-19, which transformed into a major global pandemic in 2020. Musk has taken a number of, I think you mean jibs, at Fauci, including once uh, declaring his pronouns to be prosecute Fauci. Based. Based, based, based. That being said, this brings us to the end of this episode of Inside Four Walls. I'm going to try and get another one cranked out here, but I work in like three hours, so i got to try and get some sleep. So that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm here with James Madison. Please like, share, leave a comment. If there's anything you think I got wrong or anything you think I need to report on or might be off my radar, please leave a link in the description below, and I'll do my best to address it, read it, and give you a shout out in the next episode. Thank you so much, and please have a great day, and thank you for listening. We call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. And it's, it's, it's self-evident.
Hey, good shit, George. Good shit. Hold tight. Hold fucking tight. We're getting remission. Hey. Hey. We're coming a little more. Come a little more. Hold tight. Hey. Hey. We have a blast munitions that we can defend. Okay. Right, let's go. We got to get
Hey, how you guys doing? Quick question. Give me a second. Just doing a little investigation. Mm-hmm. Asking this respectfully, is anyone armed? Anyone yeah, we're all oh, police. Police? Yeah, law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Some of your credentials? Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm with James Madison. This is going to be the last upload for today, all right? We're going to the Daily Mail for the two articles for this upload. This will be a continuation of the Twitter files and just a little bit of fun in general. So let's get into it. Republican Jim Jordan claims... There was a cozy relationship between the government and big tech and claims FBI schemed to censor Hunter Biden's laptop in hearing with Twitter file journalist. Ooh, interesting wording. Interesting wording. Cozy. He, he claims, despite the declassified documents, the various Twitter files, the communications, the emails, everything we got, Mm. All right. The I, I would say definitive cozy relationship between the government and big tech and the FBI scheme to censor Hunter Biden's laptop in hearing with Twitter file journalists. But hey, that's just if I wrote the headline. The Internet is an instrument of censorship and control. And our government seems to be playing the central the center role. Said Matt Taibbi in an opening statement. There is something going on between congressional Republicans and Elon Musk, said ranking members Rep. Stacey Plaskett, a Democrat from Virginia Islands. Yeah, but here's the thing. Our receipts versus your receipts. I'm responding to this ridiculous statement you made in your opening statement, Jordan reported, by Terry Mosley. The House panel probing the weaponization of the federal government and the subsequent release of the Twitter files kicked off with a fiery start on Thursday as a Republican-led hearing began with snipping attacks between Rep. Jim Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, and ranking member Rep. Stacey Plaskett from the Virginia Islands. The chairman's opening statement included a tirade against the cozy relationship between big tech and the government agencies with particular ire against Twitter for suppressing a story in 2020 about the release of embarrassing emails and photos from the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, for example, the New York Post reported on the Biden la- on the Hunter Biden laptop, and they were discredited and mocked by all the other outlets, and then they got knocked down the ranking from a high factuality outlet to a far-right mixed factuality outlet when that is unfair, especially when the documents they report on being true are validated to be true by what? General consensus later on? Fuck off. Now, give me one second here. Jordan claimed that Twitter executives were tipped off that the Bidens would be the target of a hack and leak operation by U.S. government officials, including the Department of Homeland Security and Office of the Director of National Intelligence. What a coincidence, Jordan snarked. (laughs) No shit. Plaskett reported, retorted, that Republicans are pushing a misleading narrative and propose questionable motives. 
There is something going on between congressional Republicans and Elon Musk, she said. Mr. Chairman, Americans can see through this. Musk is helping you out politically, and you're going out of your way to promote and protect him, to praise him for his work. Ridiculous, snapped Jim Jordan. As he continued to bicker with Plaskett, who complained that Democrats didn't get access to the letter from the Federal Trade Commission until... 8 p.m. the night before the hearing. Yeah, well, we didn't get the January 6th footage till two and a half years later. Suck it showed, bitch. The chairman introduced the witness, including Substack journalist Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberg. I like how, how they always throw Substack in there like it's a derogatory thing. Anyway, who were given access by Elon Musk to review voluminous amounts of Twitter internal communications on possible working relationships between social media companies and the government agencies. In his opening statement, Taibbi told the panel that he attracted intense public interest when the first Twitter files reports came out. Quote, My computer looked like a slot machine as just the first tweet about the blockage of the Hunter Biden laptop story registered 143 million impressions and 30 million engagements. Taibbi got the attention of millions of viewers for the first installment focusing on the Twitter's internal discussions leading leading them to censor Hunter Biden's laptop during the 2020 presidential election as some officials tried to explain it's viol- it violated its hack materials policy. Quote, we learned Twitter, Facebook, and Google, and other companies developed a formal system for, <clears throat> pardon me, system for taking in moderation requests from every corner of the government, the FBI, DHS, HHS, DOD, and the Global Engagement Center at State, even the CIA, Tybee wrote, quote, Undeniably making such a list is a form of digital McCarthyism. Oh, shove the McCarthyism thing up your ass. Joe McCarthy was right. Look around, you know it yourself. Quote, We just saw this with COVID lab leak theory. (laughs) Theory. Theory for a very short time. Many of the institutions we're now investigating initially labeled the idea that COVID came from a lab as disinformation, except for the FBI, who in 2020 was saying, oh, yeah. Conspiracy theory. Now, apparently, even the FBI takes it seriously. Quote, the First Amendment and an American population accustomed to the right to speak is the best defense against censorship industrial complex, he wrote. Quote, if there is anything the Twitter files show, it is that we are in danger of losing the most precious right, without which all other de- democratic rights are impossible. Yeah. FBI equals KGB, Biden smash mouth, Biden smash mouth. Someone should look into the rumor that Trump had a cozy relationship with Fox News and that Truth Social favors conservative posts over liberal posts. Fox passed over Biden's campaign ads on Fox to the Trump campaign before they were aired. It's funny because uh, it's been pretty well reported that Fox had a pretty strong anti-Trump buzz, but hey, alright, what do I know? So we're going to hop over here to another article. 
Twitter files. Reporter refuses to re- reveal his sources in fire hearing. Republicans hit back at Democrats for calling him a so-called journalist. A stooge for Elon Musk. Intense exchange. Oh, yeah. And by the way, with all the journalists, so-called journalists, who've buckled under the slightest pressure and revealed all their sources, I would argue willing to fall on the sword, even the sword isn't justifiable to fall on to protect your sources, makes you a much more credible journalist than anyone that this cunt would recognize as an official journalist. I mean, I'll go to events all the time, right? And, I, you know, I'm independent press. I, I have credentials and everything. I'll go to these events, I'll talk to people, and they will not give me the time of day because I get thrown. So once I was throw me in with the press, be like, ugh, I don't talk to press, fuck all of you, you're evil. And then the other side will be like, oh, you're independent? Ew, I gotta talk to fucking peons like you. It's like, alright, well... I mean, one side I'm your friend, the other side I'm not your friend, but both of you choose to treat me pretty shittily, so whatever. That's kind of the the way of the road here. I have none of the sides love and respect for anyone who won't burn their fucking bridge. And I talked a lot more in depth about this in my Project Veritas video, when, or the last one I did where I was talking about all these people who were donors and whistleblowers with hidden identities who came out and ousted themselves publicly getting fired from their jobs and shit to defend James O'Keefe. But let's get into it. Quote, so-called journalist before us now said House Ranking Member Del uh, <clears throat> Stacy Plaska, Democrat from the Virginia Islands, about the witnesses. I'm a journalist. I don't reveal my sources, said reporter Matt Taibbi. The facts that Democrats are pursuing him, are pressuring him, that is such a violation of the First Amendment, reporter Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Ter- yeah, and then she tries to deny it, too. Article by Ted, same guy, right? Ted Mosley? Ted Mosley. So he quit being an architect and became a journalist. Interesting. Democrats in the House subcommittee panel probing the weaponization of the federal government and the subsequent release of Twitter files were were accused by Chairman Jim Jordan of bullying two journalists testifying before the committee Thursday. House ranking member delegate Stacy Plackett, a Plaskett, a Democrat from the Virginia Islands, gave an opening statement including dismissive remarks about Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, who were given unprecedented access to Twitter's internal discussions after Elon Musk bought the company in 2022. It's not that well. The investigation helped create a now infamous Twitter file. The now infamous Twitter files, which alleges a deep connection between big tech, gov- big tech and government agencies in an attempt to quell conservative voices. Republicans have brought two of Elon Musk's public scribes, declared Plaskett, and alluded that they were selected as stooges for the GOP. The clip right here, which everything's in its place. Three weeks ago, House Oversight had this hearing with actual Twitter executives who had actual firsthand knowledge about what happened in 2020. And that didn't go so well for the House Republicans because real evidence showed that there wasn't coordination between Twitter and the federal government as they'd like the American people to believe, and that all the so-called Twitter files really showed was a discussion on content moderation and that we only got a fraction of the discussion. 
So now we're back again, no surprise. What else have they got to talk about? Not what's interested in the American people are interested, not what taxpayer dollars have brought us here to Washington to do. And the Republicans have brought in two of Elon Musk's public scribes to release cherry-picked, out-of-context emails and screenshots designed to promote his chosen narrative, Elon Musk's chosen narrative that is now being parroted by the Republicans because the Republicans think that these witnesses will tell a story that's going to help them out politically. On Tuesday, the majority released an 18-page report claiming to show that the FTC is, quote, harassing Twitter. Oh, my, poor Twitter. Including by seeking information about its interactions with individuals before us today. How did the report reach this conclusion? By showing two, one, two single paragraphs from a single demand letter, even though the report itself makes clear that there were numerous demand letters with numerous requests, none of which we've been able to see, that are more demand letters and more requests of Twitter. In other words, the conclusions are based on a fraction of information out of context, cherry-picked, surprise, just like the Twitter files. The majority conveniently forgot to share with the public that in May of 2022, well before Musk acquired Twitter, the FTC had already fined the company $150 million for failing to safeguard data, users' data, users, the American people, other individuals. It's 150 million users. Twitter had not safeguarded them. Twitter entered into this consent agreement that required it to make regular reports to the FTC, and their previous consent decree between Twitter and the FTC was entered into in 2011. Elon Musk might not like this requirement, but Twitter had issues with FTC long before Musk bought the company, and there's nothing political about that. We've asked for the full set of documents that Musk must have shared with the Republicans on the committee, but we can draw some logical conclusions from what we have been given. You know what the Republican report actually shows? Two conclusions. First, the FTC has extraordinarily serious concerns about Twitter's handling of consumers' data, and that there's something going on between congressional Republicans and Elon Musk. Mr. Chairman, Americans can see through this. Musk is helping you out politically, and you're going out of your way to promote and protect him and to praise him for his work. This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. There are many legitimate questions like, about where Musk so got the financing to buy Twitter. We know for a fact that foreign countries like Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and possibly even Russia and China are investors presently in Twitter. Do these countries now have access to private Twitter user data? What agreements has Elon Musk reached with them? And where are they now that we have the art? Okay. Interesting. I figured they would show Jim Jordan's pushback, but I guess not. That's kind of weird. The only reason I didn't chip in more is I figured they would eventually just get the Jim Jordan. Anything I'd say would be a repeat, but all right. Shit. And one half of a foggiest fuck as to why they didn't play this part, but here. Denies the, 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 the ranking member uh, for her five minutes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. 
Mr. Taibbi, the emails and documents you've produced all date to around 2020, is that correct? No, there's a significant portion of them from 2017 and 2018 as well. Thank you. And Mr. Schellenberger, what dates do you have? I believe that we had emails including 2022, 2021, 2020. That's also true. I don't. I'm sorry. Mr. Schellenberger, do you know how many were employed in content moderation during that time? I do not know. So we're looking at thousands of employees overall and hundreds in offices where the focus of emails and documents you released. I will ask you, Mr. Schellenberger, how many emails did Mr. Musk give you access to? I mean, we went through thousands of emails. Did he give you access to all of the emails for the time period in which? Yeah, I never had a single request denied. And not only that, but the amount of files that we were given were so voluminous that there was no way that anybody could have gone through them beforehand. And we never found an instance where there was any evidence that anything had been taken out. Okay. So you would believe that you have probably millions of emails and documents, right? That's correct, would you say? I don't know. No, I think the number is too high. Okay, 100,000? It's probably closer. Probably close to 100,000 that both of you are saying. Yet in the Twitter files, Mr. Taibbi, you've produced only 338 of those 100,000 emails. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And then who gave you access to these emails? Who was the individual that gave you permission to access the emails? Well, the attribution for my story is sources at Twitter, and that's what I'm going to refer to. Okay. Did Mr. Musk contact you, Mr. Taibbi? Again, the attribution for my story is sources at Twitter. Mr. Schellenberger, did Mr. Musk contact you? Actually, no. I was brought in by my friend Barry Weiss, and so this story is all misinformation. So Mr. Weiss brought you in. Mr. Taibbi, Ms. Weiss, thank you. Mr. Taibbi, have you had conversations with Elon Musk? I have. Okay. Mr. Taibbi, did Mr. Musk place any conditions on the use of the email? Would the gentlelady yield for a second? As long as my time is not used. Are you trying to get journalists? No, I'm not trying to get journalists. No, I'm not. It sounds like it. No, well, if you will let me finish. And you had conversations with him. You said you weren't going to agree to who your sources were. I'm not asking your source. So you're just doing bitch the hell? With the owner of Twitter. And did Mr. Musk place any conditions on your use of the emails or documents? No. In fact, I was told explicitly that we were given license to look at present-day Twitter as well as past Twitter. So you had unfiltered access to Twitter's internal communications and systems? Yes. Would those include HR files? No, 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 no. We did not have access to personal information of any kind. In fact, we signed a waiver. Have you produced that waiver to the members of anyone on this committee or any staff? I'd be happy to produce it. I haven't, but I'd be happy. Have you given all of the access to what you were given by your source to this committee? No, and I would never do that. Okay. I didn't ask if you were given the committee, the individuals, but all of the files? No, you have not? 
No. So what we're getting is your dissemination, your decision as to what was important and not important in that, correct? Which is true in every news story. In every story. But you have files that you say you are sharing, but those files are just a smaller period of the files. Is that correct? Yes. Yes? Okay, thank you. And the FTC investigation of Twitter, you knew that they were investigating Twitter before the time period that Mr. Musk came on? I was aware of it, yes. And the FTC was concerned with user data being hacked or used? Is that correct, that they didn't have enough um, checks and balances on that data? Well, I, I wasn't privy to that part. Have you seen the consent decree? No, I have not. Okay, well, the consent decree is concerned with user data, which would be probably the reason that they were concerned if they're giving files to journalists that potentially data about users as well as data about individuals and employees would be given to them. My understanding um, so is So I didn't ask a question. I didn't ask you a question, sir. Okay? So do you know that Elon Musk paid $44 billion for Twitter? Is that correct, Mr. Schellenberger? Were you aware of that? Yes, I read that. And did you know that he received that um, part of the funding from Saudi Arabia as well as Qatar? Uh, I, I heard that. And did you know that one of those individuals who owns um, Beyonce, was the company, um, Binance, while he has a Canadian citizenship, he is uh, a Chinese national. Were you aware of that? I did not know that. Okay. And that he uh, stated that that was for the cause. But thank you very much for answering my questions. I yield back. Chair, I'll recognize the gentleman from Wyoming for five minutes. So the gentleman yield for 20 seconds. Yes. I, I, I thank the gentleman for yielding. I just think this is interesting. First, the, the FTC is asking for your background, and now the, the ranking member of the Committee on the Weaponization of Government is asking for your sources. If I never asked raise, them for their sources. Yes, I did, did not we, ask for sources. Yeah, well, I asked the if they were talking not, to the Elon Musk, not, not and they said that they were not talking. Well, you are not going to say I will yield, uh, yield back to the gentleman. I thank her for yielding. Thank respect you. you asked me who gave me who, who gave. I asked you who gave it to you, and when she said that they were your sources, I then asked you if you had spoken with Elon Musk. I did not ask you who those sources were. The gentlelady the from record, Wyoming is recognized, correct. and she will receive an additional 20 seconds. Uh, the gentlelady is recognized for five minutes of question. Thank you. So there you go. So uh, if you're going to say something like, you know, have this headline or any of these headlines right here, why not just have that clip? It's very dubious, I think, Daily, Daily Mail. This is just a matter of data being given to so-called journalists. We read that. This is just a transcript through here. And that's where we're at so far. Why are there no consequences for Democrats blatantly ignoring our Constitution? Now they see so-called journalists. Will they now take a look at CNN, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, etc.? Absolutely not. I can't believe how Michael Schellenberger and Mac Taibbi were treated by these Democrats, pardon me, <coughs> who always loved journalists in the prior administration. I just listened to Sean Hannity 3923 if you can find it. No, I'm good. I'll pass on anything Sean Hannity thinks though. I don't need, you know, slightly more boring Harrison Cooper, but I appreciate it. But for now that brings us to the end of this episode. And less upload for today because I get some sleep. So when I get back I'll be recording more episodes. I just I gotta I got a, a ten hour shift ahead of me so i'll be working from 8 a.m till 10 30 p.m well, that's more than 10 hours oh well so i'm gonna let you guys go uh sorry if i wasn't so active on this last episode i'm, I'm really running on fumes right now well that being said to build a parasocial relationship love you guys i'll talk to y'all later please leave a like a comment below if you don't like what i made please leave a down vote and tell me what you think i can improve upon and i appreciate that if you got anything i think i should report upon please leave a link in the source in the comments below so i can read and give you a shout out in the future episode for turning around to the story i may have missed otherwise until next time peace